Ugh, this new music is driving me mad. Here, let me find some real music. Welcome to episode 395 of the Paranoid Rock Show. My name is Armitage, and guess what? Apart from playing music that you should hear on the radio, but don't, this week it's an all-studio affair. Generators with Angels Looking Down, taken from their last album called, no it wasn't the last album, it's just called Glass of the Friars, I probably said that wrong, getting it all wrong so early on in the show. Before I get into the mountain of new music I've accumulated since the last studio show, I'm going to hit you with bands that should have been big, well obviously weren't, or in this case, band singular. No Direction were a Finnish band who formed in Helsinki in 1998 only to upstakes a year later relocating to london unfortunately after a few years of hard gigging and their well-received debut album the stories behind the headlines the band was put on ice as drummer sashu had to return to finland bassist pete joined the vibrators with guitarist hanu becoming the camden palace forward stroke coco in-house lighting man the band reformed for a one-off gig at Jeff Starr of the Sonic Boom Boys Memorial gig in 2005. The band was so well received that uh, the ice was melted and they started to get themselves back together. A packed gig at the Intrepid Fox soon followed and the band in 2008 rebranded stories as self-titled with Aid Easily and Stiddy, formerly of Tokyo Dragons and the uh, Wild Heart respectively, adding their own take on the songs. But as 2008 turned into 2009, 
the band did an ABBA, not officially calling it a day, and their Facebook page is still active, but not updated, just not gigging or recorded. I think their final gig was at the Bar Monster on the 20th December 2008. Pete is still with the Vibrators, and on his occasion has stood in for Alvin Gibbs in the UK subs. Hanu still flicks the switches, Aid works for Orange, and Steady is, I believe, back in self shoes. This is the original version of Misty Morning. CDs that landed in my inbox doormat were both covers albums and you know how much I hate and love covers albums. The first one I knew about, uh, but I turned my nose up at and the other one, I didn't. The nose turning up one was covered in gold by Enough's Enough, which I'm certain I saw for sale on the merch table when the band played The Underworld back in December last year. At the time, I assumed it was the Donny V lineup, but after reading an online interview with Chips, it seems Johnny Monaco also plays on it. On what tracks and in what capacity, it's hard to tell from an MP3. You know, no sleep notes. Sounds like Donny's vocals throughout. Uh, the purpose of the release eludes me. The obvious, you know, bands are covered Sands Trick, Trick, Queen, Bowie, and the Beatles, but Nirvana, admittedly, Donny's vocals work very well along with Chip's driving bass, but no, 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 you know, maybe it's just a filler, fun album that shouldn't be taken too seriously. I just would have preferred a new studio album from the new lineup. This is the aforementioned All Apologies by Nirvana. <laughs> Should I be 
covers album is from Tracy Gunn's League of Gentlemen and it's called The Second Record. As the name suggests, it's the band's uh, second record. The first being Pattern Forming, the first record, which was all originals. Now, I never made a secret of the fact that Tracy should have let go of the LA Guns name yonks ago. Neither of the versions lived up to my expectations. Fortunately, he did and formed a very excellent League of Gentlemen. More of a 60s, 70s vibe going on than Sunset Strip. Anyway, the difference between Enough's Enough covered and the second record is the League of Gentlemen don't sound like they've recorded a cover album. Pretty much made the songs their own. Yes, all the songs are instantly recognisable, but overall they sound like they've been recorded by one band at the same point in time, if you catch my drift. This is Give Me Some Truth, originally done by Mr John Lennon. Sick and tired of hearing things from uptight, short-sighted, narrow-minded hypocritics. All I want is the truth. Just give me some truth I've had enough of reading things By neurotic, psychotic, big-headed politicians All I want is the truth Just give me some truth Now short head yellow bellies on a tricky dickies Go my wife a hug and soft So we were just a pocket full of hope Money for dough Time 
first out of the trap is Wayne Kramer with Lexington. Now, I pledge on this not really knowing why I was letting myself in for result-wise. Uh, I did at one point think that the goal wasn't going to be achieved, but it did by the skin of its teeth with a final total of 107%. The last Wayne solo CD I purchased was Adult World, which I love, not only for the fact that the helicopters played on one track, but it was a really good rocking off the wall Detroit-sounding slab of music. Knife to a gunfight, fantastic. Lexicon, on the other hand, is a jazz album. Nothing wrong with that, I hear you cry, and I agree. But Wayne's guitar plays second fiddle to the brass section. I almost feel it's more of a conductor. I can imagine him in front of a large jazz band, but that's not what I want. Not from an XMC5 member anyway. You, on the other hand, might. So here is Taking the Cure. Danger in not liking this week's second pledge-funded album, which comes courtesy of one of my all-time favourite guitarists, Bernie Tormey. We have Ginger and his former manager Gav to thank for this, as after Ginger's birthday bash last year, which as you know Mr Tormey was a guest, conversations were had with Seeds' son. The result being a double album, well, 
it will be when the physical article turns up called flowers and dirt which has also led to a bernie uk tour in october the squirrel friend of the show and squirrel associate arkwright and myself will be at two namely brighton and london even though Bernie's guitar sound is instantly recognisable in all his groups from the Bernie Tornway Band, the Electric Gypsies, Tormay and GMT, they have all had a different feel about them. Flowers of Dirt is no different, not sounding like anything before, yet familiar. It's almost like a Bernie best of across his career, but using new songs. From the opening chords and pinched harmonics of Crash and Burn, you're already subconsciously nodding your head, as you're just about to hear and do. things up with the dwarfs and the meat men and bleed all right and the dwarfs are the second greatest band in the world from the dwarves invented rock and roll and savage sagas respectively <laughs> Tonight, I bleed. 
just like this. Body parts, guts, chunks of people. Everyone in the street was just shredded. It was just torsos, heads, half bodies. I found veins and stuff on me, and I was starting to get real dizzy. I didn't know what it was. And I was in this fiery coffin, and I remember I said, it's kind of warm in here, and I'm gonna die. saying what doesn't kill you makes you stronger was true Corey Clark would be invincible the warrior soul frontman is all set to release a new album in the form of payback is a bitch with a UK tour to follow next month I've been sent three tracks with the words of warning that none of them sound like they come from the same album expect the unexpected the tracks in question are payback is a bitch which sounds like classic Corey which is swiftly followed by what good is goodbye that sounds like it could have been recorded for a choir boys album with get down to business bringing up the rear with trumpets on the UK tour it looks like Corey will be revisiting the space age playboys franchise band and album along with obviously choice warrior soul cuts in the meantime get your teeth into payback is a bitch Still known that every 
Shovel. You may do, as they've been recently been getting some great gigs and press. Guitarist, vocalist Johnny Gorilla lends his talents to both bands. At first, I thought Gorilla had morphed into the Admiral, but no, Sarah and Joseph Bass and Drum Jobs respectively are safe. Gorilla had a couple of albums to their name, but nothing new for a few years, but that looks like it's all going to change with the soon-to-be-released limited 500 copies Sweet Times Volume 2 7-inch. This is Three Squealer.
there are a couple of albums which I have been eagerly awaiting to be released. The first is The Curses of World Domination, which is due out imminently on Closer Records. The band are currently embarking on a mainland European tour. Both they and I were hoping that a London date could be slotted in, but unfortunately it doesn't look like the numbers will add up. Now, here's the thing, going slightly off topic, generally in the UK, foreign touring bands, and we're not talking about major label ones here, um, and to a large extent, I suppose this applies to homegrown talent as well. We'll, you know, we'll make a loss. Play Europe, you'll get paid, get fed, get a decent roof over your head. Uh, over here, you'll be lucky to see any money apart from the merch you sell. Food will consist of a few dodgy sandwiches, packet of crisps and a few cans of value beer. Obviously, some promoters go on above beyond, but they are few and far between. And there's an outcry at the rate of venues that are closing. Growing up in Croydon during the 70s and 80s, we had the uh, Fairfield Horse for the likes of Deep Purple, Pink Floyd and Mark Boland. My first gig was at said venue seeing Cliff Richard, which I guess for various reasons I should keep under my hat. Over the road from that was the Greyhound, where Motorhead, the Ramones, the Ruts, Black Flag, the Heartbreakers and naturally the Damned have all played. Travel a mile or so up the road past West Croydon train station and the cartoon beckoned for the up-and-coming bands learning their trade. Then the Greyhound went to be eventually replaced at the other end of St George's Walk by the Underground, where the Lords of the New Church, the Bangles, Johnny Thunders, the Queer Boys all passed through its doors. Basically, it was Croydon's answer to the marquee. Fast forward to 2014, and we still have the Fairfield Horse, although it seems to be on life support. Uh, last gig I think I saw there was Status Quo on their 40th anniversary tour. To be fair, the Stranglers, with the Godfathers in support, did play there last year, but I was otherwise engaged. Both the Cartoon and the Underground are no more, along with the Black Sheep Bar. The Scream Lounge, down south Croydon, being pretty much the Salt Bastion seat bands on a regular basis in blame I, mean, I, I blame better transport links uh, in the 70s and 80s everything was nine to five no all day drinking and forget about doing anything on sunday shops all shut with buses and trains only running occasionally so bands would play suburbs within a stone's throw of each other you know, because no one in real, you know, london really traveled too far well well i didn't hammersmith palais the marquee with the extent of my incursions into the capital stick to croydon if i miss the 194 or the 54 an hour's drunken walk home wasn't too bad. Nowadays, the underworld in Camden and its ilk are easy reachable from all four corners of London. So why play a venue within 10, 15 miles of each other to 100 people when you can play to a central one to at least twice that amount? That's my take on it anyway. Also, great campaigns are abound. The length and breadth of the country against the closure of music venues. I agree that if someone moves you know, next door to a venue, they can hardly complain about the noise. Someone on Facebook likened it to moving to a fishing village and then complaining about the smell of fish. But are we just being nostalgic? I miss the Waldorf Street Marquee and the aforementioned underground in Croydon, but I think you have to agree, I'm not ever short of gigs to attend. Anyway, as it doesn't look like the curse are going to make it to the UK shores, I thought maybe I should see them. Quick squiz at their tour schedule and Calais on Saturday the 20th seemed appropriate. I mean, I can see Calais from Folkestone, but unfortunately, neither the Eurotunnel or the ferries run 24-7, and I didn't fancy, like, staying up all night. But rather, you know, rather more importantly, I've let my passport run out. <laughs> Yeah. 
you were listening to daddy don't teach i was eating a pizza a bit of a saturday ritual um which has just broken three of my teeth seriously i've got a big fucking gaping hole oh. the second album you probably if i start whistling and speaking like this you'll know why the second album i've been super this isn't funny <laughs> the second album I've been super looking forward to is Crash Landing in Teenage Heaven by the last of the Great Dreamers who, as it so happens, are playing the Purple Toilet the day after the Curse Play Calais. So that would have been a great weekend. The album is basically the unreleased second album. Again, having downloaded it from iTunes, I have limited info apart from the band consisting of founding members Mark and Schleider, who are augmented by original Silverhearts drummer Ginch and failed Silverhearts bassist auditionee Ian. For those of you who don't know, Silverhearts became the last of Great Dreamers, who then became Jet. As I've said, I'm slivering, I'm dribbling. As I've said on a previous show, I love the track crash landing in teenage heaven now i own it and you can hear it Yeah. 
suddenly, this seems very apt. When I was younger, just a bad little kid, my mama noticed funny things I did, like shooting puppies with a BB gun. I'd poison guppies, and when I was done, I'd find a pussycat bashing its head. That's when my mama said, What did she say? She said, my boy, I think someday you'll find a way to make it out. Hey, you'll be a dentist. You have a talent for causing things. Some be a dentist. People will pay you to be inhumane. Your temperament's wrong for the priesthood. And teaching would suit you still. Some be a dentist. You'll be a success. coming to the end of this week's show but I have a couple of tracks to tide you over until next week well Wednesday sorry radio listeners but Wednesday it's the farewell gig of the Gasoline Queens which I was recorded at the Unicorn yesterday yesterday being a Friday the was it the 5th yeah 5th of August no it isn't September I really don't know what I'm talking about anyway uh, but until then, I'm leaving you with the Datsuns and Bad Taste from Big Sleep and Crucified Barbara and I Sell My Kids for Rock and Roll, which is track one from In the Red. Until next week, take it easy. Chef Square Shape Soups, show how a good soup should be. <laughs>